Okay, good morning, everybody. It's Tony Fleming. This is a 7 a.m. mindset call, mental toughness call. We we uh, do this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern. And on this particular call, we talk about mental toughness. We talk about mindset. We talk about life. We talk about books. We talk about affirmations. We talk about success. We talk about failure. We talk about a lot of things that go hand in hand to what you do on a daily basis, whether it's your job, whether it's your business, whether it's your relationships. We talk about it here because we know that your thoughts are so important, your paradigm. Your paradigm is a combination of everything you've heard all your life, everything that has been programmed in you is your paradigm. And our goal is to shift that paradigm, to change some of those things because a lot of those thoughts were programmed early. And a lot of those thoughts came from a uh, middle class or poverty mindset. And, um, you know, the, in order for you to advance and get further in life, we got to go back, pull up some of those thoughts and change them because they're there. They're there. They're not going anywhere unless you go, you know, and affect them and go and, and work on them. And, you know, as a, Alvin Tomlin says, that the person who can learn, unlearn, and relearn again are the ones that's going to have success. And that's what we talk about here on this particular call. Now, it's a conference call that's loaded on a podcast platform. So I have people say, you got a podcast? No, I do not have a podcast. I have a call, or we have a call, that's loaded on 16 different podcast platforms. And the reason we put it on there is because we want easy access for people to go back and listen again, because repetition is the key. you got to hear me. That's why I keep saying this, because i got to say this a million times for you to understand that you have to listen. You have to go back and listen again and again and again. Because I, I could have just said repetition is the key one or two times and left it alone, but then that wouldn't be repetition with it. No, repetition is the key. So i got to keep saying and keep saying and you got to keep hearing and keep hearing and hearing. And then one day it's going to snap. You're going to be like, oh, repetition is the key. <laughs> And then you're going to go start listening to them. If, no, if you want to win, if you want to change your life, if you want to advance, you know, financially, then you will do it. Uh, until then, you're going to kind of just uh, come up with all the excuses that you can come up with to not do that, to justify it. But that's how you learn. That's how we learned in school. We heard things over and over for 12 years, six, seven hours a day, over and over and over, repetition. You just didn't realize it was repetition because you were just – Going off to school every day, do, 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 do. going off to school with your friends, you know, you sat there in the class and had fun, but that was seeping in. It was seeping in like the the programming there was was being taught to us at an early age, and now it's locked in us. And that's our goal, to go back and, and have a paradigm shift. Now, is that going to be easy? No. It's, you know, that's why most people don't talk about this. Most people don't want to go in detail with it, but I love talking about it. I mean, I love, <laughs> you ought to be able to tell that because if it wasn't for this ability, this giving me the ability to do this, I probably wouldn't be doing this, if you understand what I'm saying. And you say, well, no, I don't understand. Well, I have to talk to you offline then. <laughs> but we are on uh, 16 different podcast platforms from Apple to iTunes to Breaker to Spotify to, um, man, you name them. Uh, I think the the chart I saw said that 51% of people are on Apple. I mean, the ones that go back and listen to the to this uh, call on the podcast platform come from Apple, which is interesting because um, they got a lot of different stats that I could pull up. Uh, but uh, 
We also have a replay number on this call, 712-432-1085, 712-432-1085, where you can go back right after the call today, listen on the replay number, and it'll be up, you know, it'll probably be up all the way, well, not probably, all the way to Wednesday morning at about 8 or 9. And then that Monday call, the one that was on replay, will probably be by that time on one of the podcast platforms. See, that's how it works. And, uh, but you can listen to the replay uh, up to that point, 712-432-1085, 712-432-1085. Same pin code, 7833-57-pound. All right, so today, another walk over to the bookshelf. Let's see, W-O-T-B. W-O-T-B. Walk over to the bookshelf and grab a book. And... Uh, this is fun, man, because I can go over and just grab something and turn to the highlighted section, and that's what we're going to start reading at today. And that's interesting because the highlighted section in this book is called Your Environment. Your Environment, and it's heavily highlighted. I mean, I, I, when I saw the highlighted section, click to it, I look back through the book, I'm like, this one is heavily, heavily um Highlighted. Got the yellow marker, got the asterisks, all that. So, y'all ready? Let's get started. I do it. Culture. 
is that I think at one point in our in our lives, well, for a long time, not just one point, uh, that was all we had. We only had the religion, church, or you know, or spirituality, how you, however you want to use the term. Uh, we had no connections. We had no money. We had nothing else. So the only thing we could fall back on to give us hope was to hold hands late at night and, and pray and say these things. And, and that's why we carry that over now, even when it comes to where you can actually physically go get some help with some money that you might have now. That's why it's hard for people, to, even with mental issues. You don't need to go see a doctor. You just need Jesus. And that's because that's all we ever heard. Had. See, we couldn't go see a doctor. We didn't have anything to go. We didn't. We didn't go. So all we had was that. And so now, you know, that's what carried over through years and years and years, and it's still there to where we don't even, you know. Now we do have access to that. We do have access to other things. But I think now, so whether it's excuse or not, I think it's, that's where it comes from. In my opinion, now this is just my opinion on here. So it's, it's my opinion. But I think that you know. The ones who had access to things, they had money, had things, they did not, they do not, you do not, you do not hear that conversation from them. Because they know it's well-trained individuals out here they can go get help from. We just believe that only help we can get is from Jesus. Now, we don't believe that Jesus put all these well-trained people out here. <laughs> we never thought about that. We don't think that that's, you know, we just, that's the thing that we fall back on, man, for years. That's all we had. Remember, we had no freedom. We couldn't even get our own food, man. That's what they fed us, man. We couldn't even go out here and do our own thing. We even grew food that we couldn't even eat, that they ate, and they gave us whatever was left over. We couldn't break away. We couldn't go do it. So all we had was that. All we had was sitting around the fireplace and, and praying and saying, and that's the only thing that gave us hope and kept people surviving for a while. And so that has been programmed and instilled in people for years and years and years and years, even at a point now, it's, like, it's almost like, you know how you hear rejection so much? When you hear yes, you just keep talking. <laughs> you're like, you're like frozen told you no, 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 another person, yeah, I'm ready to go. And you're like, well, I understand why you said no, but I, no, I said I was ready to go, but I understand why you, <laughs> you heard it so much that you don't even hear the yes. And so it's like the same thing with us. We've heard that the answer is that so long that now that we have the ability to do other things that because, you know, God created everything. I mean, the access for us to do those things, that's why, in my humble opinion, now everybody else might have their own, but, you know, that's why I say a lot of programming that we've had, man, if that thing was reversed and say another uh race or another nationality, another culture had to go through what like what we went through for those many years and how he went through it, how would they act? Where would they be? You see what I'm saying? So that's my opinion on that. I don't think I believe it's you know, we do blame and I think that's where the blame comes from. We do make up excuses, I think that's where it comes from. <clears throat> you know? Now, what are you talking about here? Chitlins, spare ribs, and sugar are quarters, too. Why do we put 
in the Lord's hand when we overload our machines with the, those foods and cry like babies when they have to cut our leg off. Oh, Lord. Lord ain't got nothing to do with that. I understand. Now you're talking, now you're talking something totally different now. <laughs> the way y'all eat the chitlins, the spare ribs, and all the sugar, and then we, we put it in the Lord's hand and say, you know, buy me. All right, all right, all right, preacher man. I'm moving on. <laughs> moving on. All right, so it says here, manage manage your environment. <clears throat> your mind is an amazing mechanism. When your mind works one way, it can carry you forward to outstanding success. But the same mind operating in a different manner can produce a total failure. The mind is the most delicate, most sensitive instrument in all creation. I always say that that property between your two ears is the most expensive real estate in the world. The way you think. That everything that you're thinking is the most, uh, that property there is so, it, it needs to be well kept. And we got, we got people in that property that's living rent free and not taking care of the property. Matter of fact, they've been sitting up there for years on your real estate, banging you in the head about, you know, how that ain't going to happen for you and how this ain't going to work and how this is how we do it. We watch TV and we hang out. We don't do all that other stuff. We ain't reading them books. And that property, you got an old, a foolish old person sitting on there that's in your ear all day long, both sides of your ears, on each side. And they rent free. You got to kick them out. And the way you kick them out is more books, more mindset stuff, more audios to keep feeding. You can't, you can't kick that fool out listening to other fools like him or her that's sitting up in there. And that's what we do. That's why it's okay for them to sit there because everybody else we talk to talk that same language they talk so we don't realize what's going on. Millions of people are diet conscious. We're a calorie count nation. We spend millions of dollars on vitamins, minerals, and other dietary supplements, and we all know why. Through nutritional research, we learned that the body reflects the diet fed to the body. Of course, the body reflects that. Physical stamina. That's why I say when people say it's hereditary, no, the only thing hereditary about what happened to you is that you're eating the same way your family ate. That's why you got the cancer. That's why you have the diabetes. That's why you, because they ate that same way, and you copy that same eating habit, and then you say, well, it's hereditary. Yeah, it's hereditary. It's the same. Stop doing that stuff. And then it'll change. <laughs> Through nutritional research, we learned that the body reflects the diet fed the body. Physical stamina, resistance to disease, body size, even how long we live, are closely related to what we eat. The body is what the body is fed. By the same token, <laughs> I see why they're so heavily highlighted. <laughs> Talking my talk. By the same token, the mind is what the mind is fed. Mind food, of course, doesn't come in packages, and you can't buy it at the store. Mind food is your environment. All the countless things which influence your conscious and subconscious thought, you know, your paradigm. The kind of mind food we consume determines our habits. It determines our attitudes. It determines our personality. Each of us have inherited a certain capacity to develop. But how much of that capacity we have developed and the way we have developed that capacity depends on the kind of mind food you feed it. 
The mind reflects what's in the environment, feeds it just as surely as the body reflects the food you feed it. Now, we can stop right here and preach on this one all day. Everybody should be standing up in the pulpit with their arms folded. Have you ever thought what kind of person you would be had you were reared in a foreign country instead of the United States? What kinds of food would you prefer? Would you would your preference for clothing be the same? What sort of entertainment would you like the most? What kind of work would you be doing? What would what would your religion be? How would you talk? What would your conversation be like? You know, I tell you the the funniest thing for me was when we the first time we went to Paris, uh, me and my wife, we was walking around, you know, because I love I love the, the sightsee. That's my thing. Y'all like the beach. I like to get around, get my camera, and just see, you know, artwork and architectural designs, and just just walk the streets. So we were walking, man. We had walked all over damn Paris. Just took off walking, just walking everywhere. And I think. The first day, probably, or the second day, within the middle of the day, we finally saw some brothers. And, uh, you know, they had the hip-hop gear on, and uh, so they they walked up. They were walking up by us, and we walked up to them, and we, we said something to them, like, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, boy, they hit us with that, that French talk. <laughs> it just messed us up. <laughs> I had never seen, you know, brothers... Like because they look like, you know, long young hip hop guys, but they talk like their environment. They spoke. I've never. I'm like I'm sitting here thinking. I mean, this dude here look like Leroy. This guy here look like Eric. It's like, but the environment is a different talk. It's a different conversation. It's different altogether. They got a different. They speak French, and we were like, oh shoot. We thought we was about to have a little convo. <laughs> it wasn't no convo there, but, you know, it says, what What if you grew up in another environment? What, what if you grew up in a foreign country instead of the United States? What kind of foods would you eat? What would you prefer? What kind of conversation would you have? Because it's based on your environment. Think about the, the environment we grew up in. We didn't realize it was poor and middle class until you got up out of there, I guess, and some of y'all still don't realize that. Some of y'all still don't realize that the conversations that you heard growing up as kids are limited or limiting, limiting. You don't realize that the things you heard were from people who had a limited idea about life, who hadn't really been anywhere, who didn't really, oh, that, that's not true. My mom and dad, they went to, uh, they, they went to uh, L.A. Or they went to, they, they, they went to, uh, 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 or Paris, or they went to or the ones that's in the military. They said, "Well, they went to all these places," but when they went, it was it was limited. It wasn't like you didn't go with a truckload of money and all access to everything to go see. No, you went based on no job had you there, and you stayed in a certain environment in the job. So it wasn't like you was just there, you know, all around the world, you know, checking out everything and living a different life and experience. No, no. It was a middle-class or poor-type mindset, and that's what we got fed. And so that's the environment we came from, and that's how we, that's how we think. And, and we're so um, prideful, I think, to realize that, to say, well, that, that ain't – we're either prideful or we're ignorant to understand that it's people 
who have lived ten times more than us. I ain't talking about financially. I'm just saying just as for well-rounded and know so much more because of the environment they grew up in, have read way more books that know everything. But we, I don't know if it's ignorance that we just don't want to face that reality or we don't want to talk about it or we're just prideful that we think that, man, our house was the nicest one in the neighborhood. He still was fed from a, a poor or middle-class mentality. And it still hadn't changed because if you went through school, through college, it, that was never addressed. It still ain't been addressed right now. Nobody's talking mindset and, and things that you have to do because they don't. They want you to get your degree, go down to the placement office, and get hired by, you know, I don't know the big corporations now, but that's what they want. They don't want your environment to be different. Then you wouldn't work. And they wouldn't have any employees. They wouldn't. Come on. So what kind of work would you be doing if you was in different design? What would your religion be? Think about that. You can't, of course, find answers to these questions, but chances are you would be a materially different person had you grown up in a different country. Why? Because you wouldn't have been influenced by different environment. As the saying goes, you are a product of your environment. Not just a different country. Just think about if you grew up in a different hood. What if you grew up in Beverly Hills compared to uh, Chino Hills, whatever they call it now, or compared to um, Bankhead Highway? It ain't Bankhead no more, but... What if you grew up there? You'd be totally different. Your conversation would be different. Your dress would be different. You wouldn't be, you, you, not only that, your education would be different. Your thought process would be totally different. Think about the people you hang around, not only in the company that you would, or the people you hang around just in general. What about your five? The five, you know, the five that you talk to the most. I remember at one point, I ain't have five. I ain't have, all I had was books because I had to separate from everybody. I was thinking at one point, it was, I talked to Ty Best and I read my books. Everybody else was a short, 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 short conversation and I moved on from. Because first of all, I couldn't train anybody. I couldn't teach anybody because I ain't know much. And so, I was learning from him, and I was staying away. Oh, yeah, it was him, the books, and this pastor I was following <laughs> that I followed for a long time. And, I, and, again, I have to admit, he helped me with my language. He helped me with my mouth because my, <laughs> my mouth was awful. It was awful. So, But those are the ones that I, everybody else was a short, short conversation. I had to move on. I couldn't talk. I was always in a hurry. I was always, you know. Now, people within the group I kind of, you know, talked to, but it wasn't no training or no talking to or no trying to coach or mentor and all that kind of stuff. It was uh -uh, back to my books. And then I would talk to him. Still do. That's another thing. I still do talk to him, you know. Um, but, you know, at one point it was I cut loose everybody. Um, but I had to change that environment. I had, to, I had to do that. I had to do, you know. So 
you you know, I'm sitting here pausing because I'm really thinking about that. I'm thinking about at that time what how I operated and what I did, and you know, it's like reminiscing almost. I can really go back and think about how deep I how you know it was like I you know how you meet a new person, a, a, a female or a male of the opposite sex, and then all of a sudden. You know, y'all start talking for a minute, and then you st- you keep talking. Then you're on the phone at night. Then you're on the phone, and y'all just that's how it was with me when I started changing my mindset. I couldn't wait to get home to grab the books to look at the read the books, and the, you know how you can't wait to get home to call that person, or or you can do that now from the cell phone. But at one point, <laughs> you go back old school. You had to get home, and see who on the phone. Get off the dog old phone. <laughs> Then you got to call that person at night, and y'all talk all the way to, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you <laughs> You hang up. <laughs> no, you hang up. <laughs> I remember one time in high school, I was doing that, and my mama got on the phone. Now, what are y'all going to have to hang up? <laughs> Ma, what you doing on the phone? Why do y'all going to have to hang up? No, you hang up. <laughs> Oh man, that was crazy. You know, y'all don't have that now when somebody interrupts you, just jump right on and hang up. And it wasn't no one of y'all got to hang up, one of y'all, damn it, one of y'all going to have to hang up because I need to use the phone. But, you know, that feeling, that's how I was with, you know, I changed my environment. I started like, like, man, it was so enlightening. It was like so refreshing to hear other ways of thinking, you know, and some of those things I was already thinking, but I had no proof of it. I, I, nobody in my environment was saying it, and nobody was, so I, I was like, uh. then I started reading it, it's like, oh, I, thought, I, mean, I was thinking something like that, you know what I'm saying, now here it is. So as, as the saying goes, you're, you're a product of your environment. Now, mark it well, environment shapes us, makes us think the way we do, Try to name just one habit or one mannerism you have which you did not pick up from other people. I talk about that all the time. Y'all try to act like, no, I'm different. I'm unique. I'm just the clothes I wear and how I do stuff and the things I buy, and I just, it's just unique. No, no, it's not. Think about something that you didn't pick up. I mean, think about it. Try to name just one habit or one mannerism you have which you did not pick up from other people. Relatively minor things like the way we walk, cough, hold the cup, our preferences for music, literature, entertainment, clothing, all stem in very large part from our environment, what we see, what we watch, what we hear. That's why them fools in that barbershop in Birmingham was just insane. Oh, you, you, ain't nobody tell me. I don't, I'm my own man. I don't listen to that stuff. I choose what I want to choose. No, you choose what the environment that you keep hearing stuff in over and over and over. The TV channels you watch. More important, the size of your thinking, your goals, your attitudes, your very personality is formed by your environment. I see why I highlighted this in this particular book. <laughs> Big asterisks and also yellow markers. Because now we now we talking to talk here. The size of your thinking 
your goals, your attitudes are very personality formed by your environment. So think about it, your environment again. If the biggest thing that we've done in our environment was go to L.A. or go somewhere, you know, for the summer, if the biggest thing we ever done was, you know, uh, I can't even think of some, you know, things that, that, but once you get into a new environment, in a, a different environment where you got, you know, bigger things happening, and big, your vision will be bigger. If 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 what was big to you at the time, I know growing up in our neighborhood, which was amazing. Now you know school teachers were edified, but I knew what kind of money was being made. So and they used to borrow a lot of money from the from the. Uh, What's that place my dad's to go to? The credit union. Yep. All of them used to be down there. And then all of them had part-time jobs. But then, you know, if you work for the post office, man, you work for the post office? You were the bomb diggity. <laughs> man, he, hey, he and his wife both work at the post office. Have you ever drove through neighborhoods like I know I drive through like in Buckhead a lot in Atlanta in, in different areas over there, and you see these homes that are like just crazy insane. What's your thought process on that? You know, you, you don't even they didn't work at the post office. Now I know what most of them think it would be crooks or what they doing. Or, did somebody give them? Because we don't even you know you want I want to you know I remember I went to this auction. It was a, a house in Buckhead. On uh, Pace's Ferry, it's right down by the by the uh, by the uh, governor's mansion on Pace's Ferry between Pace between Northside and, and uh, Peace Tree. So if you drive there, you turn, you go right. So it was an auction where the the family had. I don't know what happened. I think the family somebody died, and so the house was given to them, and they were moving to another city, and so they were auctioning off every piece of artwork and everything they had in there and, and I don't know what it was but you know you know you could <laughs> it was amazing you could go in there I'm like let me park my car one day I was right <laughs> I'm thinking I'm thinking they're gonna stop me right so because <laughs> this is one of them huge matches I'm thinking they're gonna stop me you know but I said, I'm gonna give it a shot so I parked walked up in there they was smiling and everything I want man I couldn't believe what was in that home and I was asking a couple of people, and I said, well, who lived here? And the lady was telling me that uh, the family who lived there had, uh, you know, a, a big stake in Coca-Cola. And that, you know, they had, you know, it was passed down through the family, and they, they were executives in the company and, you know, all this kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, the place was like, <laughs> I mean, it was one of the ones where, you know, if you go down to the third level of some of the, and and you keep walking, you might want to stop and say, well, damn, man, I'm the only one. I mean, it's, it's getting kind of eerie down because this place is huge. There's nobody else in here. And I'm just walking in other rooms and, like, man, how do you live in I mean, how do you like, I was saying the imagination that you, I mean, the, the way that, so think about growing up like that as a kid. 
and growing up how you grew up. Now, you can justify all that. And, well, my family was lovely, and I was in love. Everybody hugged and loved each other. How do you know they didn't do that? Everybody could have hugged and loved each other. It could be because you got evil people that are rich. You got evil people that are poor. You got people that are rich that love family. They, they, I know they don't show that. They loved everybody. And you got people that are poor that loved everybody. I mean, if you grew up in a home, I look at our house. We had, like, it was the upstairs and the downstairs. We had three same two, three bedrooms, but that was like compared to some other people. They didn't have three bedrooms, but can you imagine it was like in that house, 20 bedrooms or more. They had a pool inside on the lower level, and they had a pool outside on the second level. You see what I'm saying? That, that's a different environment. Your thinking is different now. Your, your, and no telling where else they traveled to and what they did. That's why I like books, because books could take you there, and you can still be where you are, but it'll take you there. You know, before now, YouTube could take you there now. You can actually go pull up things on YouTube and just and see what's really going on. So your thinking has a lot to do with your environment. So I know Mr. Tony, what you're talking about. Well, the the reason we can't see past ourselves being successful in our business is because the environment we're in, the people that that we hang around, the folks that say, "Oh, that ain't gonna work." The negativity that we have. So we thinking. That's what I'm saying. You want all these scripts, and we give you the scripts. You got scripts out here, but if your thinking is is limited. We got to change the limited thinking because it's not going to change unless you change. You think your thinking is not limited. You think your thinking is that's that's because of the environment you're in. But I'm saying when I stepped in, that was just one house in Buckhead that I mean, are you past houses? Like it was another house that I saw that, and they showed it because I went home and pulled up the video. The dude, the dude had a. Uh, uh, a helipad on his roof. <laughs> so they 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 flew over the traffic every day. So they got in their helicopter and flew home. They landed on the roof. Can you you can't even picture that? They had a helipad on the roof, folks. So. Uh, you, do you think that their conversation at the dinner table was a little bit different from ours? You think that their thought process was a little bit different from ours? Do you think that you can pick up some books and start reading those that will give you kind of like that thought process, whether you believe it or not? And can you think you can keep reading some more and kind of give you some more to kind of take you to another level of thinking? Do you think if you stay away from Jerome to keep you from telling you that that ain't going to work and this ain't going to work, that your thinking would change a little bit, that you would prefer to, that you would. <laughs> he said, more important, the size of your thinking, your goals, your attitudes, your personality is formed by your environment. Prolonged association with negative people makes us think negatively. And now, see, when we're hanging around negative people, we don't know we're, we're hanging around negative people because the conversation they're having is what we've been having all our life. 
you know, the conversation we're having is what we've been having all our life. And so we don't know that's even negative until you get outside of that, until you start reading stuff and listening to stuff and watching stuff that tells you differently. See, my goal is to try to get to the 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 root of the of the of the um of the problem we have. The root of the disease. I'm not trying to cover it up with a patch for to cover up the symptoms. You know what I'm saying? That's what we see, we cover it up with a patch, we'll give you a script, we'll give you Okay, that's fine. But we gotta get to the root of this thing. Why do we think this way? Where's that coming from? How can we change that? See a lot of folks don't want to go to the root because they think they ain't gonna you know, I ain't gonna do nothing with that. Somebody asked me, is Buckhead an upscale area? <laughs> yeah. They got some helipads in the, in the spot. <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, oh, yeah. But we <laughs> we have to get to the root of the issue. And I see a lot of folks want to get to that. They just want to, you know, give us some pain pills. Pain pills will be, that's fine. Eventually you get numb to them, though. You keep taking them long enough, it'll be like you're going to need more and more pain pills. You're going to need more and more scripts. You're going to need more and more of this, more and more of that. But you hadn't gotten to the real root of the issue to stop all of that. People don't like discussing it. They don't like talking about it. That's why you only see me out here talking about it. So it's like... But I thank God I can because I thank God if I didn't, you know, my thoughts, what I would be doing, what I, where I would be, and how I would be operating. But, you know, the same thing that happened to me is the same thing happening to you. It, this stuff was offered to me. This, everybody did not take it. You know, when Ty Best was giving out these books to people, a lot of my partners didn't read them. When he was handing out cassette tapes back in the day, a lot of them didn't listen to him. They had him in the trunk, didn't listen to him. So a lot of them folks, none of that stuff, it, it didn't change them. So I understand, uh, as I'm talking to you all, that one or two of y'all going to grab this. I'm not understand that. And maybe you could pass it on later on, and and somebody else, you know, 20, 30 years from now, be talking about, well, my auntie, she's a list to this guy named Tony, and he used to say this kind of stuff, and I heard him in the background or something, and so now um, you, you got a few people passing on. That's what, that's what I'm doing from what Ty taught me and other other things. I'm pa- passing that on, but it ain't like everybody going to grasp this because our environment has programmed us so, we so in, entrenched in our thoughts that some of us just can't shake it. We're not going to shake it, but some of you all will. See, when you get this right, you can do a lot of things, not just your business, but everything else. You can, Like, when you get this right, then you could be the go-to person at your church if that's what you want. I don't want that. <laughs> but I realized when my pastor kept coming to me, I'm like, what about all these other folk in here? They spiritual. They got, he said, I know. But they talk more talk than do anything. They're not putting no action to it. They're just talking. Any of y'all who work... Any of y'all who work in a group of people, in a group environment, if you, I don't care if it's a big church, small church, I don't care if it's a big company, small company, I don't care where it is, you realize that it's a small amount of people. 
if any, that's going to put the grind into working. So I'm like, I'm like to him, man, don't, uh-uh. Don't come to me with everything. <laughs> don't come to me with everything now because, see, I, I got to stop getting the stuff done so you I can be like them then and then you won't, you know, but I'll always get it done. I knock, And the stuff to me is so simple and so easy and so it is nothing. But to, to a person who's not working on themselves, it's something. And they can't get to it. They can't do it. And they don't re- they don't realize why. And I need to stop now. And I only I'm only on six paragraphs, and I got a bunch of more. This I won't be walking to the bookshelf on Wednesday or Friday. I can promise you this. I'm staying right here on this one because this is the root of the disease. This is the root of the problem. This is it. Now I know you want some pain pills, but. I don't know. Some of y'all like pain. I don't. I take pain pills before I go through pain. So I tell you that. So some of y'all like. I don't take. I got to deal with the pain. Okay. But I'm just saying that ain't the answer. The answer is you got to get to the root of the whole thing. Is our thoughts and how we operate, our environment, how you change that. It takes a while. It, it ain't no quickie. And that's the thing. We want some quickies. We want a quick hit. We want to go down there. You know. On the uh, red light district, you know, pull on the side over there. <laughs> how much you, you know, <laughs> jump in the car, go and get that hit, get on out of there, and go on about your business. That's what we want. You can't do that, folks. I mean, you can, but it's going to catch up to you. That ain't changing anything. It's not, it's going to catch up to you. What you say, it changed for me that. That five minutes did, but that not that's not the whole. That's not no, 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 no. All right, so preacher man blowing up my text. Okay, so mm. there you go, preacher man. You ever realize how there's a church and maybe a liquor store very close to each other in the black community, but not in the white community? Mm. I agree. He said, done to disrupt the mindset of the masses. All right, folks, here go, here go the mystery voice. Let's go. Let me see. Now, this is an easy one. I didn't want to do this the other day because I'm like, this is an easy one, but I might as well do it because... Here we go. Here we go, my friend. Homie lover friend. Here we go, my friend. Uh, Where is the easy one? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Did I delete it? No, I didn't delete it. Okay, here we go. You got to text me, 678-644-4541. Um, <clears throat> the first one to the text is going to win this one. We got... Kim with five, Phil with five, Barbara with five, Kimona with ten, Renee with five, and Harriet with ten. Since this was so easy, it's only five. Let's go. Here we go. There's a disintegration going on that we really have to address. Our values have been lessened to a great degree. Uh, VH1's been pretty cool. They don't show too much craziness on their channel. But, um, <laughs> preacher Man got it. Thank you, Preacher Man. Yeah. 
Mark, you right behind him, too, Mark. We should address this. Hold on. I wanted, I wanted to get it to you, Mark, because I ain't know where you've been, man. <laughs> I had played this one. What do you mean I played this one? Did I play this one already? Oh, Kim said she already won this one. Really? What play this one, Kim? Oh, somebody else said I did. Pinky said I did. Okay, so nobody wins then. Let me see. <laughs> I didn't know I played that one. I gave y'all that layup. So Kim had already won that layup. Okay, so let me go back to another one then. I didn't know that. Boy, playing so many. All right. Um... Okay, he got one. Here's another layup. Don't tell me I played this one too. Um, my work ethic, discipline, has all been elevated over the course of this project. What you put in is what you're going to get out. I feel great. I feel healthy. Tons of energy. It's pretty cool. That again. Um, my work ethic, discipline, has all been elevated over the course of this project. What you put in is what you're going to get out. I feel great. I feel healthy. Tons of energy. It's pretty cool. Um, my work ethic, discipline, has all been elevated over the course of this project. What you put in is what you're going to get out. I feel great. I feel healthy. Tons of energy. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Here we go. Um, my work ethic, discipline, has all been elevated over the course of this project. What you put in is what you're going to get out. I feel great. I feel healthy. Tons of energy. It's pretty cool. basketball player. Now, what kind of person is that? What kind of name is that, Kim? Some young basketball player. Oh, that's him. Some young basketball player. Okay, somebody says Chadwick B. Nope. Hill Hopper. No. Um, now, why is the person who texted me say I didn't play it? Yes, I did, because Kim gave me the answer. I'm talking about the other one before. She said what it was, so I must have played it. Not Kyrie Irving. So now somebody got, you know, because you said young basketball player. Now they run into Kyrie Irving. Nope, it was not a young basketball player. All right, play it again. Um, my work ethic, discipline, has all been elevated over the course of this project. What you put in is what you're going to get out. I feel great. I feel healthy. Tons of energy. It's pretty cool. Y'all do not know? Okay, I'm going to do it two more times, and I'm going to do a countdown. Um, my work ethic, discipline, has all been elevated over the course of this project. What you put in is what you're going to get out. I feel great. I feel healthy. Tons of energy. It's pretty cool. Tom Brady. Really? Steph Curry. Mm-mm. One more time. Um, my work ethic, discipline, has all been elevated over the course of this project. What you put in is what you're going to get out. I feel great. I feel healthy. Tons of energy. It's pretty cool. Russell Wilson, Bernie James, Mark Mahone. Who's Mark Mahone? <laughs> when, when he says over the course, when he says course, that really sounds like him more than anything else when he says course. 
the course of this project. When he says over the course of this project. So I'm going to give y'all a hint one more time. That's it. I mean, here's the course of this project. Um, my work ethic, discipline, has all been elevated over the course of this project. What you put in is what you're going to get out. I feel great. I feel healthy. Tons of energy. It's pretty cool. <laughs> over the course of this project. All right. So Tiger Woods, really? Obama. Stop it. All right, I don't want to just walk away without giving somebody some points, so I'm going to go and give you a hint, man. I'm going to go and give you a hint. Well, how can, what's the hint? Uh, uh, what's the hint? Uh, uh, hold on, I'm going to give you a hint, let's see. Give you the right hint, okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to give you the person's name. Said it. Oh yeah. No, I go okay. All right, I'm gonna give you a hint. Here you go. Well, Wallace String, String, Well, Wallace, String, Well, Wallace, <laughs> String. Where Wallace? String. <laughs> what up is Wallace, String? What up is Wallace? Come on now. <laughs> Y'all still don't get that? Where is Wallace? Okay, I'm going to play it again now. I don't believe y'all still don't get this. I'm trying to give it to you. Um, I work ethic, discipline, has all been elevated over the course of this project. All what right, you put in is what you're going to get out. I feel great. I feel healthy. Tons of energy. It's pretty cool. One more time. Phil got it. Um, my work ethic, discipline, has all been elevated over the course of this project. What you put in is what you're going to get out. I feel great. I feel healthy. Tons of energy. Pretty cool. You have to be a fan of the wire to get that one. But uh well you should know the voice. But that's Michael B. Jordan. And in the wire, his name was Wallace. That's when he was real young. People didn't know him. He came he was in the wire first. Like a lot of these guys was in the wire. I mean Idris Elba, which is Stringer Bell, and so the guy String String had had Wallace killed. And uh, Wallace was Michael B. Jordan. And so the guy was asking Stream, you know, well, Wallace. Because they were trying to get Wallace out of the hood because he was, you know, he was in a bad situation. And Wallace saw something that he shouldn't have seen. And so they had to take him out. So Idris Elba was string a bell, but he's like, Stream, well, Wallace. That's a famous line. <laughs> my boy said, or my partner said, he saw him somewhere in at uh Idris Elba somewhere. That's the first thing he said. <laughs> hey Stream, well Wallace. Y'all but see you, you gotta be you gotta be The Wire is the best T V show ever, ever, ever. I think I Googled it too and it said it was it was in front of Andy Griffin. <laughs> so 
The Wild number one, Andy Griffin number two. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's Michael B. Jordan. So Phil, you got now. Oh, Phil at fifteen. Phil taking the lead. So now we got Kim at five, Phil at fifteen, Barbara at five, Kimona ten, Renee five, and Harriet ten. So Phil taking the lead. Like I could have just left it alone, but I had to do something to make make it feel like you know. Because y'all didn't know who Michael B. Jordan was. Really? Okay. All right, we out of here. Y'all have a great day. Up at the sky. Don't be afraid to look up at the sky. Don't be afraid to look up at the sky. Don't be afraid to look up at the sky. Don't be afraid to look up at the sky. Don't be afraid to look up at the sky. Don't be afraid. Up in the sky. You need to don't be afraid. Up in the sky. You need to don't be afraid. Up in the sky. You need to don't be afraid. Up in the sky. You need to don't be afraid. Up in the sky. You need to don't be afraid. Up in the sky.